Hey everybody, my name is Jose Martinez. I work for New York One. You've probably seen me all over the city covering some stories. I'm so happy to be here at this podcast at the end of the day, sharing some of the stories I cover and of course some of my story here in the United States. Jose, thank you so much for sparing your busy time for our podcast. I'm happy to be here. This is great. Right. Thank you for the invitation. So Jose, uh, you are originally from Colombia. And uh, when did you come to um, the U.S.? I came back in 2013. Um, I have family here and I decided to experience new things and I went to the UCF in Orlando uh, mm-hmm. and to study broadcasting news. Right. I always wanted to do that, never imagined I was going to end up in the United States right. even though you know, you always, you're always watching TV and news and everything and think, okay, this is like a great um, way of uh, maybe advancing in my life or in right. my career or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, get, I had that opportunity at the time, so I, I followed that. Right. And you were also a journalist in Colombia. Tell me um, uh, something more about that, that career. Well, I um, I did many things there. I started working when I was uh, 16, mm-hmm. right out of high school. I went to the university and I knocked at the door at the TV station at the university. I was like a chubby kid and everything. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, so what can I do here? I really love television, but I don't know how can I make it into the TV world? And they gave me the opportunity to actually write some of the scripts that other guys from like you know, seniors in the university or whatever um, were going to record, they were going to mm-hmm. shoot, they were going to be on camera. So that was like the first thing I did when I was 16. Right. And, um, and that was a long path of many, many um, jobs where I was, you know, passing from that. Now I'm not writing. Maybe they heard that I could record to voice. Now I'm going to track. Okay, right, right, go right. track. And so, you know. That was kind of like the beginning of the whole dream of television. Because I had my experience at my career, um, I got to meet people when I was in the university back in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And they gave me the uh, kind of like good advice into what to do, who to talk to. So I ended up getting a job here in New York after a while. And I worked there for three years. I was working for a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having my own show that was kind of like a talk show like you guys do Mm -hmm. and meeting a lot of community leaders Mm -hmm. and politicians and that helped me a lot to kind of create a career here because that's the main thing that's the biggest uh, and most difficult part it's like how do you create a name for yourself here Mm -hmm. um, where you have to fight the language Mm -hmm. barriers and and all this stuff that are happening at the same time while you're kind of putting your your face out there mm-hmm. uh, to tell other people's stories. So, yeah, that was kind of like the beginning. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, many opportunities. You got to work hard, yeah. but but they're there. Yeah. Right. So, Jose, uh, since you just mentioned that you were offered a job in New York City when you were studying at the University of Central Florida. So how did that happen? Like, because you're studying at Florida and all of a sudden, yeah, you got a job opportunity. Like, we want to dig more. Yeah, so when I was in uh, UC, UCF, I was uh, thinking, well, I don't have uh, I don't have a job. I need to get a job here or um, a- anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I came here, I have family in New York, mm -hmm. and, and I came here for Easter, and mm -hmm. I started uh, looking online, I went on Craigslist, mm -hmm. uh, everything, I was like, oh my God, I need, I need something to do. I mean, I saw an ad on Craigslist, they were mm -hmm. looking for a bilingual reporter mm -hmm. to write, it was a freelance position, and it was on Long Island, mm -hmm. but I was living in Queens at the time. Right. And the editor was like, I sent him a resume, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm looking for something, whatever, and they called me and they were like, hey, yeah, we wanna meet you, whatever. Yeah. Let's have coffee. Okay, well, we went to a coffee shop in a story, I remember, mm -hmm. and we had this little meeting where she was like, why don't you write something here? Oh. Uh, yeah, that was like right like well, that. I'm like literally holding my coffee. She's <laughs> like, can you write something about like where we are? I want to see how you write oh, and interesting. everything. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> give me the paper. So I wrote a little story about where we were, whatever. And she was like, okay, good. I want you to cover the, I remember it was the Central American Festival in Hempstead and Long Island. Right, right, right. This is happening this Sunday. It was like Friday. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, yeah, we're gonna pay you. It was like, I don't know, $60 a piece yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. So that was the first story. Mm -hmm. And then from there, uh, I think probably past like, I don't know, maybe three months mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we want you here as a staff. And they offered me to become part of the team mm -hmm. and I started writing basically every day for them. I yeah. ended up working as, um, as an online editor for them mm -hmm. now for a while mm -hmm. before my transition to TV right, right. Uh, finally, which was what I wanted. Right, interesting. So when you were offered uh, around $60 when you were freelancing, were you hesitant to take up that job because that's too low, right? Well, uh, fortunately, I had saved money before for my, for my other jobs, right. and I had the opportunity to kind of like follow that. And I also, it was also a sacrifice. You know, a lot of people that come here think, oh, this is, you know, if you're not going to give me $3,000, I'm not going to do it. But it's impossible if you don't do it for that kind of money in the beginning because they don't know you, they don't know who you are, they don't know your experience, mm -hmm. and you got to create that name. So I, I, made the sacrifice and, and I'm telling you it was hard in the beginning um, I had a really tiny apartment it was a little studio where everything was together it was like this room mm -hmm. and it was like the bathroom and the, the little kitchen and everything right. but I, you know it was a, it was great for me because I was creating um, the path uh, and I believed in myself I knew that this was gonna take me somewhere and I was gonna meet somebody and so yeah I'm mean, like the m money's good I mean, the, the good thing is, like, after three months, they offer me yeah. uh, a real thing, right. um, and that was better. So, right, right. Yeah. And how did you transition your career from newspaper to TV, which you always wanted to do? Well, um, back in um, 2018, I think, uh, or 2017, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't remember, uh, the newspaper was sold uh, to another company, and they were kind of like, well, you have the chance to stay in here or look for something else. And I was like already tired. It was, been, it was like three years already, and I'm like, you know, I think I'm ready to do something else. And I started um, digging into all the news stations around New York and like Pennsylvania and whatever, and they called me from uh, 69 News down in uh, Allentown and Reading, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they had, it was interesting because it was like very random uh, news station in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went down there, had like 35 meetings with everybody, uh, the news director, the news director in Spanish, the news this, everybody. Meetings, uh, you mean like out of the office, on your own? 
No, this was at the station, okay. uh, at their station, oh, but right, right. they wanted me to meet with uh, oh. all these people to kind of uh, talk about what I was doing and my experience and everything. Okay. Showed me the studio and everything. I'm like, oh, this is, this is good. Well, nothing happened. I left. Okay, we'll call you. And like probably maybe, I don't know, like two, three weeks later, I was, okay, I gave up. I'm like, okay, then call me. That's fine. No. Then they called me. They were like, hey, can you fill up? Uh, somebody is gonna go on vacations and we need somebody and this is gonna be a good way for you to come into the station I'm like oh, of course let me take let me pack my bag so I went down there and it was good it's interesting it's a different um, platform it's a different uh, audience of course um, but it gave me the chance to kind of like going back in TV I worked on TV when I was in back in Columbus so right. it was kind of like oh this is nice like it yeah. feels nice to be back in the studio yeah. and like <laughs> writing for TV it is a challenge because you know you're coming from writing uh, 1500 words to 250 because the script is like very very yeah. limited but you know I took advantage of it and from there you know I, I put my name out there but how long me. was this brief opportunity for? Because you were there it, to fill in for somebody else. Yeah, it was, uh, for, first of all, it was going to be for two weeks. And then they were like, well, why don't you stay an extra week? And then why don't you stay an extra week? So I stayed for almost two months. Okay. Um, and then finally, um, I was like, well, are you going to offer me something uh, more stable? I need, you know, I need a full-time position or mm -hmm. whatever. And they weren't ready to offer that at the time. And they called me from El Diario here, from a newspaper. And, you know, that's when you start thinking, well, uh, I have my apartment here in New York. Exactly. And I was like, well, yeah. I want to, I need to make a decision yes. into what am I going to do. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity at the newspaper back in the moment was good. It mm -hmm. was good money. It was a good opportunity to go back to the city. And so I'm like, all right, well, if you're not going to offer me something, I'm, I'm going to have to sacrifice once again, yeah. TV right. for money and more stability. So I, I decided to come back to the city and, and go back to the newspaper. Right. Another been a bigger um, newspaper. Right. And how long did you work for the, uh, this newspaper, El Diario, right? El Diario, yeah. Well, a year. I yeah. was I was there for a year, and it was great too. It was, it was a great experience. You know, you get to walk around the city and, and do a different story every single day. So you meet the people from Brooklyn, from the Bronx, and then the next day you're in Queens. So it's very interesting, but uh, but um, there is a point where like, I feel like I was, I was dreaming. It was amazing for me because they gave me uh, City Hall as, uh, as a beat. Mm -hmm. And for every reporter, that's like, it, there's gold there. You're talking to all the politicians and all the um, council members and the mayor, and you're like at, at a level where you have that opportunity to to as a Latino reporter um, to be more influential and not a lot of Latinos are offer a position to be right at that level so that also helped me to finally um, um, you know call me like hey you guys know somebody at like New York One or Telemundo or Univision mm -hmm. which is like a different level uh, at this point and uh, and hopefully you know I, I was I was I was glad when I, I saw, I met somebody from New York One, uh, Jonathan Inoa, one of my friends. We were sitting like right in front of each other in, at City Hall, mm -hmm. like on, it's like underground. There is a, it's room 4A <laughs> right, if, if somebody goes to, to City Hall. So there's room nine mm -hmm. on the main floor. Mm -hmm. 
it's, a, it's the reporter's room. Mm -hmm. And then there's room A underground where, you know, people go there because it's a little bit more quiet, whatever. And then he's sitting, in, you know, in front of me and we're, you know, we made friends, whatever. And he told me, hey, are you, like, interested in doing TV, like, oh. or, or something? And it I'm just like, came up. Yeah, yeah, it just came up in a conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, yes, I love doing TV. Like, uh -huh. he's like, why don't you send me a resume? Mm -hmm. I know that I, 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 I see something in you. I think you're good. And, uh, you know, send me a resume. And I, and I did the same night. I was like, hey, you know, this is my resume, whatever. And I got the call from New York One, like, for, like, two or three days later. And that mm -hmm. was it. Right. And you've been working at New York One for more th almost a year now. Almost a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's it's been a challenge, but um, yeah, what kind I of challenges? <laughs> what kind of challenges? Well, I think uh, the first of all, the challenge is, is um, to be able to bring a story every single night. Uh, you know, people at home are expecting that story, mm -hmm. and you got to do if you have to do magic to get that story on TV by seven o'clock, you have to do it. And as a reporter, that's a challenge that you live right. um, all your life. Mm -hmm. But every day it's kind of like that, um, okay, where do I get this part of the story? I need to call this person. And, and because it's not press anymore, it's on TV, you need images. You, sure. need, you need people talking um, on camera. And sometimes that makes it a little bit harder, but um, but it's great. I mean, I love having the opportunity to tell those stories of people that sometimes in other stations are seen as just immigrants mm -hmm. and they sh portray a different image of them, mm -hmm. of us. And I think when I have the opportunity to talk to them mm -hmm. and to sit down, I try to be, I always tell uh, interns, I, you have to dignify the public. Mm -hmm. You have to dignify the audience. You mm -hmm. can't think, that um, it's just a number of people. It's just, oh, there are 300,000 immigrants in, in New York now. They're not 300,000. There's, there's mm -hmm. it's a community and they have different needs and they have different languages. And, and I, I feel so fortunate, like I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to do that every, every day, you know, meet with people, they open the doors of their houses right. for me to tell their stories and they get really excited. And I think it, I, I see myself in them now when I have the opportunity to kind of show their stories. Mm -hmm. um, and I think about myself when I got to this country mm -hmm. and I'm thinking like, what do I call? Like, what do I do? Like, how does this, country work and then you know there's a point when you learn many things and you get used to it and this is your home and that's right. it mm -hmm. um, but you know I have an education professional um, uh, man and but other people don't have that education mm -hmm. and so it makes it harder for them to adjust to many of the things that happen here in the country so that's my responsibility you know mm -hmm. it's kind of like I'm gonna chew you know it sounds disgusting but I'm gonna chew this gum mm -hmm. and I'm gonna show it nicely <laughs> right. and uh, explain perfectly uh -huh. in two minutes mm -hmm. or sometimes one minute and, right. and a half. You take all this like, oh my God, this law is so complicated, what's gonna affect this communities in Queens or in Brooklyn, whatever. Mm -hmm. You take that and you, you kind of like make like a recipe mm -hmm. and then show it to them. Yes. So, <laughs> but it's a challenge uh, at the same time, uh -huh. but it's just very yeah. nice. It feels Jose, nice. As you look back in your journey over the past nearly seven years, um, what are you so proud of? What is your proudest moment? I think, uh, well, uh, many of the um, 
conversations I have with people mm -hmm. uh, makes me happy more than the awards. I've gotten some awards and stuff. I'm, uh, I always think about the awards as something different than what you actually do yeah. because people, people are, are watching you on TV and they're thinking, well, that's so easy. Mm -hmm. But when you actually talk to them and they value your time and they value the experience that they're having, um, they gave me food, they think I'm too skinny. Like that makes me happy, you know what I mean? Like I go, I go to, sometimes I go to the neighborhoods, like I go to those like trucks on the streets and whatever and they, they, they look at me and they're like, oh my God, you're so skinny, I'm gonna give you some food. Oh. So and sometimes I post those pictures on uh -huh. Instagram, people laugh, yeah. wow. they give me empanadas, they give me, every time I go to the trucks in, um, in Corona, Queens, mm -hmm. Um, they serve me stuff like no, I'm like I don't eat that. I'm like, no, you gotta eat it because you're just kidding. <laughs> so it's this like love that they in this connection uh -huh. that makes me proud that I am that I am fulfilling my dreams, but mm -hmm. I'm also um, connecting um, with this community that need this voice. They need to be heard, and they sometimes don't trust other people, but they trust you because you look like them, or you talk like them, mm -hmm. or you've experience some of the things that they have experienced. Right. So. And Jose, uh, if um, if you have to give any message to young immigrant journalists who want to pursue their career in journalism in America, uh, what key messages you want to give out to them? Uh, you got to work for free for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell people, you got you to gotta make the decision if you want to make it, you have to sacrifice. And sometimes you have to sacrifice time. You have to double the effort into contacting people, doing research on who can help me, and be realistic into, you know, maybe this job that I have now, it's not gonna be the job I'm gonna have next year. You know, this is just a job I have today. And this is gonna help me to connect to somebody else. So I think that's what they should do. Everyone that's watching and they're, maybe they just got here and they're, they feel overwhelmed. They think there's nothing that they can do. There are many things they can do, but they have to be um, smart. You gotta be really smart. You gotta also um, uh, think about the time as money. Mm -hmm. And it, sometimes it's nice to go out with friends and yeah. enjoy and everything, but sometimes it's better to just stay home and um, spend maybe two or three hours doing some research. Not, not, not only applying for jobs, mm -hmm. but uh, it's doing research, you know, it's connecting to people that um, just Googling like immigrant reporters in, in New York City and then start to make a, a little database. They have Instagram, send them a text, yeah. prepare a resume, have your demo reel uh, ready, um, organize your social media. That's uh, that's the resume right now. They don't sure. they, they want to see your, your Instagram. They're like, eh, this person's drinking and drinking. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, maybe this is, right? This, maybe this is not for us. Yeah. Oh, but this person, you know, it, it's everything to put it together. And, uh -huh. and that changes the way uh, a potential employer could see you mm -hmm. and could find you attractive for the company. True, true. And if anybody wants to reach out to you for any career advice, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? So my email is my name, Jose Martinez, at josemartinews.com. Okay. okay, got it. It is so wonderful talking to you. Yeah. Thank you for having <laughs> thank me. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, uh, so uh, please follow us on uh, our YouTube channel, 
on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you find us. And please subscribe to our channel. Yes. And before we sign off, we would like to say a big thanks to the English Speaking Union, Arnik, for providing us this wonderful space to record this very inspiring conversation with Jose today. And if you are a new immigrant in New York City, uh, definitely reach out to the ESU Arnik because they provide free English classes and free professional development classes. And time to go. Goodbye. Hi, guys. We have the 100th episode of our weekly podcast at the end of the day coming soon. So, we would like to invite you to our 100th episode. We would like to acknowledge you and celebrate all the amazing guests we had in our podcast. So, please send us your feedback. Send us your feedback and wishes for us. Text us, send us your audio feedback, video feedback, anything you want to say for our 100th episode. 